excited that you are back, everyone, to listen to Tiny Voice Talks again. And today, Tiny Voice Talks is talking all about the power of collaboration with Ben Brown. And I am so excited that Ben has come on to speak to us. And I've, I discovered Ben, as I discover most people, on Twitter. So hi, Ben. Thank you so much for coming along. Thank you, Toria. Thank you for having me. It's um, good to be here. So tell everyone that doesn't know who Ben Brown is, and I think most people think you're called Ed anyway, and you can explain why. <laughs> um, tell everyone, who is Ben Brown? Um, oh, good question. I'm a former deputy head um, teacher, primary school, with 17 years of experience of, of teaching, mostly in year six. Um, but I came to teaching late, so I've done loads of other stuff as, uh, as well. I think that, that's me educationally. Um, what am I doing now? Um, so much stuff, just lots of talking to people, I guess. I think that's what I do most of, lots and lots of talking. Oh, well, you're talking to someone that does like to talk, so I totally get that. Interested in you saying you came to teaching late. So so what, what, what did you start off doing then before teaching? Oh, um, <laughs> I, yeah, I've been to university a few times. And I've actually really? graduated Ooh. once. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. What happened the other times then? Um, well, I started off and I really, really, I wanted to be an archaeologist. Um, nice. I loved Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom. That was my thing. I was going to, you know, go off around the world with a leather jacket, a whip and a hat. The whip wasn't oh, there yes. any, but, you know, it was part of the outfit. Um, and then I got to, I went to York Uni. And mm-hmm. I discovered I really like the practical side of digging, but the lecturers, who doesn't like digging? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It depends what you're digging. Like who like, doesn't but... get that? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, <laughs> but yes, you couldn't just dig. Clearly, you had to listen to people talk as well. Yes, and I, uh, the, the lights used to go out. The projector would go on, and I'd be asleep within minutes. I really wasn't cut um. out for, <laughs> for studying. So yeah, that was the end of that after about a year. And so how did you go from archaeology into teaching, uh, you know, when, when you weren't great at listening to lecturers? What happened? <laughs> yeah, well, um, I became an archaeologist actually for a while. I spent about um, six months being digging things up, uh, discovering stuff. But um, there's a lot of unemployed archaeologists in York, or there was back in the in the 90s when I was doing it. Yes, I'm old. Yes. Um <laughs> Uh, so I've, I did loads of other stuff. I worked on building sites. I became a quantity surveyor for a while. That was my second go at uni. Um, but again, I really wasn't cut out for that. So I decided I was going to go back to uni and do something I was interested in. So which was geography and PE. I like sport. Oh, I, liked, okay. I liked going places. So I thought geography, PE, perfect connection. And I finally graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, then I ended up working as in a supermarket I'd always worked in a supermarket but yeah ended up as a manager in a supermarket stacking vegetables and cheese and things like that um and it was while I was working there that someone got me into teaching and I went back and uh, became a teacher it is so strange isn't it the journeys that we take into teaching you know I wasn't someone that thought from day one oh I'm going to become a teacher that wasn't my journey but here we are we've ended up and I met you through Twitter, as I meet a lot of people. But I first really became aware of you with the, brew, the hashtag BrewEd events. So how did I know that you you sort of were are quite heavily involved in those? So how did that come about? It was 
Graham, Graham Andre, he just posted yes. something out. I'm doing this online brew ed thing. And I've been to I've been to a brew ed, been to one, and the people there were were brilliant. They're really sort of enthusiastic, really supportive. And they they really sort of For anyone that doesn't know, what is a brew ed event? So a brew ed, it's it's like a conference in a pub or cafe. <laughs> nice. So Ed Ed Finch, who's one of the guys that runs it, he'll tell you so much better than I will. But essentially, most of the good conversation happens in the pub after conferences. So him <laughs> and um, Darren, they, they sort of came up with the idea, well, why not just have the conference in the pub or the cafe? So that's what they are. And they're really informal, really relaxed. And there's some you know, good people speaking there. So it's always good fun. Yeah, because I didn't, I've never been to a live Brewhead event. I came across them online in lockdown and discovered these sort of, you know, because Graham started doing the the online ones, which I know you were then putting up onto the YouTube um, forum, etc. Yeah, well, I got involved with that because when you listen to people speak and they talk and they've got some great ideas and I just think, well, only people who have turned up hear this but it's recorded, mm. it's online. So why are we not giving people the opportunity to be heard and for people to hear what they've got to say? You don't have to agree with everything. You know, you can argue with stuff, you can think, no, they're wrong or, or whatever. But there's some really good stuff that you can turn around and say, actually, that's a fantastic idea. That's great. And you can pick up loads and loads of nuggets of, of little things that will change your life in one way or another. Um, so I suggested we put them up on on YouTube and we went from there. And I know your daughter has been quite instrumental in helping you do that and has been informing you about things that you're doing wrong. Yeah, she's more the critic on the side. <laughs> you looked at it and went, Dad, you did that all wrong. And I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? So at some point, I'm going to persuade her when she's not working hard to go through and correct everything that I've done wrong and <laughs> teach me. But um, I've got to persuade us to do that, yeah. What you've done and what with the YouTube, um, the videos put on there, I think is great because it is about what I've discovered in lockdown is the power of CPD that has doesn't have to be live, that actually you can learn so much from watching someone present. We, we spend our lives watching TV, you know, or I, I do. I spend a lot of time watching TV. And actually, watching someone present online is no different to watching a television program. And I have learned masses from watching all of those videos on on youtube so i would encourage anyone that hasn't discovered hashtag brewette on youtube to do so and you and i are both involved in um the hashtag morning brewette that mark started which i i, I laugh because it, it's like these things just by going out and connecting with people all of a sudden you get lots and lots of opportunities to do crazy daft stuff that somehow mm. works so so mark we were talking about the brew brew ed events and I did did he approach you? I don't know what the conversation was he had with you. Mm, sort of like yeah. said, you know, they, wouldn't this be good if we just had a general chat on a Sunday morning? I was like, Yeah. Well, I'd enjoy that. Who wouldn't enjoy that? But it's like, then what do you talk about? You're quite good at talking. I'm quite good at talking. Um, yes, we can we can talk. And actually, what I love is the fluidity. And I talk about fluidity all the time. Actually, I'm, a, I'm addicted to fluidity. I like the fluidity of it. The fact that actually it is a talk. I remember the very first week that I did it, though. Oh gosh, like there were no questions. There was not sort of a script, and I was a bit like, oh my gosh, how how am I going to do this? 
But actually, you're right. It's just that chat. And actually, funnily enough, that's what I've sort of, I've used that framework very much for this podcast. So it is just a chat between friends. And it comes back to that power of collaboration that you talk about, which I think is so powerful on Twitter. You know, I'm learning so much all the time from Twitter, um, you know, and, and grateful that I'm collaborating with people like you now and so many amazing people actually around the globe. Yeah, I think collaboration and Twitter has been a, been a fantastic tool, certainly for me, for meeting people, connecting with people and, and, and collaborating. Um, definitely. There's so much you can do with, with it. I mean, I've seen uh, Lucy Flower and she organised, I'm trying to think who she was with, and I apologise because I'm terrible with, with names. Mr. Keane, Paul Keane, got there in the end. I was imagining yes. Big Beard. They did some fantastic stuff on, on transition. Got yeah, loads and loads did. of people coming and contributing to, to all sorts of stuff. And I mean, so I learned loads from that. It's That's what the power of collaboration does. It's It's not about... I'm the expert. I know everything. Listen to me. It's like, I know a bit about mm. it. You know a bit about it. You know something about it. Let's get our heads together. And you're absolutely right. And it is about listening and working with other people without a doubt. And we've we've just got involved now in Ed Talks, which is really exciting with Evo Hannon. And we're now collaborating on a different thing, which is actually a, a written piece. Do you want to tell people about that? Because it's so exciting. Oh, the Evo, um, the Evo Hannon thing's really good. That's separate, isn't it? We've got, but because yes. we got involved with Evo Hannon, we've ended up collaborating <laughs> on something else. Yeah, this is where you end up with all sorts of connections. Yeah. Do you want to talk about, we'll talk about Evo in a minute because yeah. the Ed Talks thing, which I think is fantastic, which is going to be, I think, transatlantic. Um, the written thing that we're working on, that came up with a, as part of a conversation within that group with yeah. uh, Rich Simpson um, yes. doing some stuff. Yes, kindness ripples, man. Yes, uh, and he made a, um, an interesting point, which we've sort of taken then beyond. So we're going to be talking, and there's seven people, maybe eight people involved so far. Everyone, well, it just, what I love about it, it just keeps growing. <laughs> we started with a few people and then it's growing. And I just like the fact that I've sort of, you know, you've taken on now, um, which is lovely because it's um, actually the power of this collaboration and us talking about connection and the, the importance of connecting with others. And everyone's got a sort of different take on it, haven't they? Yeah. So it's why are you connecting? How do you connect? What are the benefits of connecting, supporting others in connecting, um, ways of connecting better as well? All sorts of things are, are, are coming out of this. It's going to be really exciting. I'm really interested to see what people write about this sort of thing. But then at the end of all that, rather than just have lots of different voices, we're going to take the the key messages from everybody's and do a collaborative, just one piece all together. So I'm quite yeah, I'm looking forward to working with everybody on that. I think that's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's excellent. I think what what came out of the original conversations is that Twitter can become a bit of an echo chamber because you can end up just talking. It's because of the Twitter analytics. You can end up just talking to the same people and then you end up tagging in the same people. And it's Actually, it's about how do you really, really connect with the widest group of educators you can and collaborate with them so that you are then developing your understanding as an educator. And I think the potential for this piece is immense. I can't wait 
to read it. I really can't. And then there's Evo Hannon. Yeah, Evo. How do you get involved (laughs) with Evo? Because he's such an enthusiastic guy. Yeah, no, he and I are all about global connections. The two of us are very, very similar in the way that we think about global connections and the importance of it and the importance about educators getting together. And he came across me on Tiny Voice Tuesday Unites and he asked me to speak um, at one of the Ed Talks events last season. And we've just sort of grown from there, and I'm going to be a permanent fixture in the Edge Talk staff room, which is going to be exciting. And I, I, I can't wait. I mean, honestly, the people that he has lined up to speak is—they're just amazing, aren't they, Ben? Phenomenal. I mean, wow. There's some, some great people, and it's not just what I like about it is it's not just UK voices. Uh, no, it's transatlantic. There's Canadian voices. There's US voices. I mean, he's in Dubai, so I'm assuming there's some international school voices yeah. as, as well. Yeah, I'm I'm really keen to see what people say and what comes of that because there's so many different topics that are being covered by it. Absolutely, I I find that we've got a DM group for this, and it just makes me laugh because someone put a comment, and then because of the time differences of everyone that's in the actual DM group. People comment throughout the day based on when they've woken up. And I, it just makes me laugh that you sort of, this conversation can just go 24 hours based on when people wake up. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I just think that the power of collaboration, I just think is, is fantastic in that way. I think the thing about collaboration is when we collaborate, we are so much more than our own individual thoughts and views. It means that if we have a challenge or a problem or something else that, you know, you think, actually, I am struggling here. There's something I'm not sure about. You can sit and have a conversation with somebody. Mm. And they go, do you know what? Have you tried this? What about this? We've done this. Could you do that? And you get lots of alternatives and suggestions and, and different ways of approaching things. And then quite often you go into that conversation thinking, well, I need the help. But you come out of it having helped other people because the the conversation and the collaboration has flowed. So people go, do you know what? I hadn't looked at it that way. I could use that. And there's always the little, I don't know, golden nuggets of, of ideas, germs of information, something that sort of works its way into your brain and you create something much more. It's so, so important that we're not just listening. And it comes back to that word echo chamber, that we're not just in our own echo chamber. And I know that um, over lockdown, you created the Ed Roundtables where you had heads collaborating basically to support each other through lockdown, which I thought was a great thing because how difficult was that for head teachers? I put, When I first put it out there, I wasn't sure how people were going to respond because I know how isolated people can be when, you, when you're at the head and the leader of a school it, it can be a very isolated position mm. and you've got to really be able to trust people but um everyone who took part really jumped on board and I was amazed at the quality of conversation the absolute trust that they had in each other and the willingness to open up and say do you know what this is difficult and what was really great from it it was your notes that you put out there they helped other other schools and other you know 
to be able to know how to deal with certain situations. Because I think it was, I mean, the word unprecedented was used time and time and time again for education this um, this year. You know, we're, we're in an unprecedented event and we're having to deal with unprecedented situations in education. And actually how challenging for a head if they don't have that ability to collaborate with others. Yeah, yeah, I mean... God, I'd have hated oh. all that dumped on you and the guidance and everything else. I mean, you've you've been ahead, so you. I mean, you could put them yourself in that position, perhaps more than I can. I, I was only ever a deputy, but crikey! All I can say is, thank goodness I wasn't ahead this year. Yeah, I think they've done amazing things. They have. They are phenomenal. They really, really are. You know, and I think it, it is. I think headship is an incredibly lonely position and actually you need others to support and help you through it and I love I mean the head the heads on Twitter again going back to Twitter the collaboration there and how they will utterly support one another you know with um with things and I, I wish you know that I had known more about it when when I was ahead because I think actually the the power of the support out there is immense it really is and collaboration is the way forward because we can't we can't that our children need us to be connecting and communicating with others for their benefit really they do and i think the power of when we talk about collaboration particularly amongst leaders it's about creating a new way forward to deal with the changes that everybody's going through. Cause I mean, leadership is, a, is about managing that change and, and moving through it and creating something that is better um, for everybody that's involved. And you, you can't always do that alone. You can't in, in your own head, create this vision of where you're going to take your school or education. You can't do it alone. So that collaboration, that conversation is absolutely essential particularly we're going to serve staff we're going to serve children and we're going to serve the communities that our schools are based on then there needs to be so much more collaboration and communication between people there does and I think as well especially in the times we're living in now where we're dealing with immense inequalities all over the place and actually the only way forward is having conversations and and learning from others that we wouldn't necessarily you know, bump into a, in, in everyday circumstances. And I think that collaborating with educators from all backgrounds really, and, and that's why I like the global networks. I really do. I love the global networks because it allows me then to get a global perspective. The future could be amazing if we can all collaborate and move in the right direction. It will be amazing. Let's just keep collaborating. So, before I ask my final question, how do people find you on Twitter? Uh, you can follow me at Ed Roundtables. I'm usually about, I'm, I don't have to be in school, so I, I'm quite good. I try, and keep, I try and keep my communication. I sort of have time, set times where I'll go on Twitter and I'll do stuff and then I have to take myself off because otherwise it becomes one of those, you know, holes that you disappear into if you're not careful. <laughs> you're very, very good at, at, at actually your time management around it. I have noticed you say at times, right, everyone, I'm go I've got to disappear for a bit. I will be back. Whereas I can just disappear down the hole. I'm dreadful. Holiday time's dreadful. You know, when I'm working and teaching a class, I can't disappear down the Twitter hole. But very difficult not to when you're on holiday 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, you enjoying your holidays, I hope, though, and making the most of it, connecting with people. Oh, gosh. Oh, I, I love it. You know, and I, I love connecting with people. I love meeting people. But I also, you know, I've had the best time just going out walking and, I mean, yeah, just hanging out with my daughter, hanging out with my husband, looking after my mother-in-law's dog. Um, now I've decided I need to get a dog because the, her dog needs to go back and I'm desperate for a dog. So um, that's my latest thing. So, yes, but it's been a fabulous summer holiday and we've been so lucky with the weather. How will your cats react? Yeah. As you know, from the beginning of our conversation earlier, my cats have been living in my bedroom for the last three weeks. So they're really excited to get rid of the dog. But, you know, well, <laughs> yes, well, I'm going to have to get them used to it. when I when I eventually do get a dog dog, you know, then I will They'll just have to get used to it. They really will. Um, I'll just get a very small one. So final question, Ben. If you could be taught by anyone, alive or dead, who would you who would you have loved to have been taught by? I knew you were going to ask this, and I struggled so much with picking somebody. I mean, my biggest influence, I guess, at the start of my life was I would have loved to have been taught by Indiana Jones. Maybe I'd still be an archaeologist. Yeah, well, I, I was going to go there. I, I did think, you know, the whip and everything, it was definitely, yeah, yeah I could see that. But, okay, so aside from Indiana Jones... Is there anyone that you would have loved to have taught you? <laughs> Possibly Stephen Fry. Oh, mythos. What a book. Yes, Stephen Fry, I think. Mm. His conversational style, the way he just drops things in there, he's so relaxed. Plus, if it was, if he was going to teach you a subject that you maybe didn't fancy doing that day, he'd probably be really easy to steer into telling a great story. Those are always the best teachers, aren't they? Anyone that can tell a great story. Well, thank you, Ben Brown, for coming on Tiny Voice Talks. I've had a fabulous time talking to you about the power of collaboration. And I have no doubt, seeing as we're collaborating already on so many things, that we will continue to do so. And I wish you a lovely day. Thank you very much, Gloria. Mm -hmm.